Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. She like she came in and exactly ten o'clock. Nice, dude. I've seen her on so many ads. It's crazy. Okay, well, I haven't even had a chance to find out who she is because I've been working on the episode, so I need to. And I still haven't even gotten it out. I gotta go grab my glasses. Hold on. And I ran out of tampons and I have toilet paper. Just. Well, I'm just gonna be blunt with her. All right, let's. Uh... You're gonna be blunt with her? Yeah, I'm gonna let her know that since I scheduled her so fast, we didn't have a ton of time to research her. Because, I mean, I just talked to her agent on Friday. Okay. All right, I'm going to let her in. Okay. Hello, hello. Oh. Hello. Let me hello. turn this on. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good morning. Happy, good afternoon. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Oh, it is Valentine's Day, huh? I didn't even know. I know. Oh my exactly. God, you're hilarious. You want to know fun. what? Um, hold on. Let me set up. I'm Mandy. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. I'm Emmy. Good to see you. And I'm Emmy. Shanna. Hi, Shanna. I love that name, Emmy. I don't know that I've ever, you know, of course you hear Emma, but Emmy, so cute. Emmy reminds me of the dragon tails. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> My kids That's are big right. fans. <laughs> it's too funny. I, I really am happy to meet you both. And I appreciate what your mission is. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. It's really important. And, and I'm, oh. I was just delighted that Bonnie was like, I think you'd really enjoy this podcast. So I've been looking forward to meeting you both and sharing heart-centric things together. It's always mm -hmm. great. Well, thank you. I, when you came across in the email, <clears throat> I had personally been talking to my daughter and some of her friends and then a good friend of mine who's struggling with um, just her looks and where she's at with aging and her weight gain around um, her medications for her. She had a stroke. So anyway, and then I thought Sorry about Valentine's that. day and I thought about how 
we forget to love ourselves on Valentine's Day. It's always about loving everyone else. And it would be so nice. And I know this won't go out today, but I thought what a perfect fit to have you on to talk about how to how to love and embrace yourself and how to, you know, teach these younger generations that have so many odds against them with social media and comparing themselves to people to just take a moment and love this, this vehicle that the soul lies within. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Me too. It's been on my mind. I mean, I sent Mandy and a friend this morning, I was reading a book and in it, it said that under Hebrew law, like back in Jesus day, (laughs) if a woman even was raped, she could be killed, stoned, burned. That still um, exists today in the Middle East. It's so sad. It's not just in Jesus's time. I oh, that's, see, that's, that's so disturbing. I mean, yeah, it's hard to wrap my head around. And when, when I read that, I was like, wow, we are so lucky here in America. Um, just well, over... Yeah. past hundred years, you know, um, there's many been a big shift for women. Yeah. In many ways we have a, we have some really important benchmarks about our being in control of our bodies that still need to happen. And it's really important that we're aware of what needs to be done to be able to come together that our bodies are our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, there's there's some some work to be done, but um, so let me just ask you a question: um, Are yeah. we going to have only audio for this? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, so during the the during the the pandemic, I I felt like I was um, completely. Uh, hands tied behind my back for the service that I love to do and the work that I actually do to put the roof over the head and food on our dinner table. Um, I always do in-person connection. And I was brought up in a family where it's like, you know, you don't get too private with the things that you share. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm crashing all those things. Obviously not too, too personal, but I all of a sudden turned on my Instagram feed at seven o'clock in the morning every single morning for 90 days straight during the pandemic and did a little bit of reading, spiritual uh, reading, uh, different books and different teachers that just were so inspiring. And then uh, we did a half an hour to 40 minute, uh, half an hour meditation. And there was a group of people at first, I didn't care who joined. I never cared in the mornings. I still do it every Wednesday. It's at, um, uh, 7.30. It vacillates between 7 o'clock and 7.30. But what I felt I needed as a woman, um, as a person that didn't have like a, a, a true sense of what was going on during pandemic, I needed to hook in to the thing that I understood the most. Um, and that was giving up control. Um, and And truly getting into the heart and the seat of peace and calm and it wasn't out there I couldn't buy it I couldn't obtain it I had to tap in tune in turn on 
to the inner self and something happened. I, I wasn't a coach before this. I went through, I was reading uh, at the very end of the, the 90 days. Literally, we didn't miss a day. It was like we all held on did for dear life. <laughs> and uh, at the end of 90 days, I was motivated to shift out of like, what the heck is happening in my world and jumped into a full year and a half of coaching uh, certifications and all that getting into wellness and then really focusing in on the body image coaching um, that I found was utilized in many different places, CEOs of the household, to entrepreneurs, to C-suite up in business. So leadership was being called in to help with the way one held one's body um, in meetings and negotiating. And I found it was really, really interesting that what was so seemingly a female issue was universal. And through the act of going in, and then engaging in a new and jumping into it at an area that I had no idea about, but I had been coaching in varying ways um, in the past and now fine tuning it with, with um, going into classes and, and then taking on my own clients. I found that the sense of spirituality, non-religion, but spirituality, getting into a quiet, space was helping more than just the, the task at hand, getting more money at work or have being a better negotiator or, or whatever it might be. And men and women, girls and boys, all were, are, are in, a, in a place right now, all of us are in a place of how how do, who am I in this world of, you should be this, you should be that, you should be high, taller, you should be shorter, you should have a different, a different body this way, that way. So wait a minute, so who am I? And the answers are really not out there, they're here. <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes a, a difficult journey to, to, and you have to get, you know, when the pain of not changing is greater than the change itself and you keep on banging against that, that wall and you refuse to change, I will not do that. And then all of a sudden when you let go into it um, and it's, it's, it's filled with ease, it feels better yeah. when you've created the space. So I don't, I, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like amen to everything you just said, <laughs> or wait, <laughs> a women. Hey, women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I call that space just willingness. You know, that that's, we make it so much harder than it is. It's just being willing, whatever that willingness looks like for our listeners or for, for ourselves, willingness to just be willingness to open yourself a little bit more willingness to just maybe embrace change. Um, willingness to, to look within willingness to just willingness. It, it has to start with willingness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Verity, yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah. No, <can laughs> this has been like for the past, I'd say since like springtime, I've been so like overwhelmed and bombarded 
with all of these divine feminine, you know, um, downloads, I guess. And they're coming from every which way I've taken the deepest dive into, um, the Gnostic gospels Mm -hmm. that have really, truly opened my eyes to teachings of Jesus that he taught about women and about the feminine energy that have so hit my heart, like you wouldn't believe and have opened the wisdom. (laughs) What did you say, Emmy? The, the Jesus energy is all about love. That's the energy he brought in. It's all about love, self-love, love one another. And um, it's beautiful. I, I have to go check out those Gnostic. Um, oh, yeah, because they're all about feminine energy. It's, that's why they were hidden and buried. Because they're, they're, it's all about, you cannot have creation with only a father God. <laughs> okay? There, you can't. It's impossible. Creation is about the unity of masculine and feminine. It is both. And it is a shame that these teachings of Jesus were not, you know, added to the teachings that he taught because we could have been for 2000 years learning about this. And so hitting me now in um, my late forties and going into my crone, my, um, you know, older, wiser self and receiving all of this and connecting with this womb and this body for the first time is a shame. So I too, like you, and I know that you have a young adult daughter, want that for my, for my, for my girls, for my boys, for them to connect with their body. It's so important. Gosh, It is, it is, it is, as, as you had mentioned, Mandy, this is the vehicle that gives us the opportunity to feel a warm embrace to feel the warm breeze across our face when we're walking outside, to, to taste the most succulent pears, um, to, mm. to, to be able to go from here to there. It is not a vehicle to ignore. It no. is not a vehicle. And to a vehicle to, to feel this natural intuition Oh, this connection between, you know, this multidimensional being that we are, that we've never been taught to trust. And I, I'd always goes back to like, we're not any mother. No, we're taught to read books and seek answers from men, even (laughs) (laughs) write these books about how to raise your children. (laughs) When like, we have this natural instinct. We're like, well, and then to take it to a totally different direction, um, I was really uncomfortable with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did a, you know, the goop lab. And in one of them was them teaching women to look at their vaginas and mirrors and to embrace it and learn to like know what it looks like and know the parts of it and know what it does. And to be able to like come to a place where you feel like it's okay to touch your, your breasts or to learn about your own body. And it made me uncomfortable, but we're not taught that we're taught that that's that's evil and sinful and that it's gross and weird. (laughs) You know, I hear, I I understand how it can be uncomfortable, but I, 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 when I saw this beautiful series about this, I was like, yes. Right. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, that's not dirty. That is beautiful. It's yeah. right. Because it's, it's so many beautiful ways to feel when you can feel free and that it's, we shouldn't wait for a partner, whether it's male, female, or a fluid in between folks to touch us there. We should be able to feel good. But no matter what, it we should feel the abundance. The body is this beautiful vessel mm-hmm. that tells us turn danger, perhaps if we're tuned in the solar plexus. Um, you know, understanding somebody not feeling comfortable, somebody feeling they need a hug. It's the most. It's the most amazing mm-hmm. um, gift that we that our soul is given to be on this earth. So why the conflict? Why the, there's some obvious reasons, but you know, but why are we put into a place of disconnect, dis-ease with the, the living the life from the neck down as well, the whole body, lots of money is based on disconnecting us so that Mm -hmm. we're always reaching, we're always grasping, we're always looking outside of ourselves to mm-hmm. nourish and to fill and to please mm-hmm. where we're really a one-stop shop. And then once we're the greatest one-stop shop, then that overflows into our family, our husbands, mm-hmm. our wives, our partners, our children, our, our family, our, you know, our world. The future. The future. And if mm-hmm. we stay cut off and living only from the neck up, Yes, we're making companies lots and lots of hundreds of billions of dollars um, based on 98% failure rate, just naming the diet-related industry for one. Well, then that's short-term. That's really short-term for a few companies to gain. And we end up depressed, not connected, clearly suicidal, having problems with disconnection within the hearth. And I think we're at this place as women and a lot of men who are really wanting the best, feminist men uh, that want the best for themselves and the women in their life are starting to say, wait a minute, something's not adding up here. And so the coming together, I, I'm calling 2022 the year of the body. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Coming together, the soul and the body coming together and listening to one another and honoring honoring one another so that we can honor others. But it has to start inside here. Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's a hard mission. And I think Shanna's on a mission This she knows that this is part of her purpose now too. Um, yeah. I was in my daughter's room the other night with like six of her friends that are all just absolutely gorgeous. And they were um, 17 and 18 and they were all getting like, they do um, gallon Galentine's day. So all the gals get together and they, they went to dinner and honored their friendship. I really, actually it boiled down to them putting on cute outfits and taking pictures. Cause that's just that generation. Okay. okay. So <laughs> um, as I'm sitting in there, Yay! I love it. So, um, 
tell our listeners what you just showed us. Oh, I just, yeah, I was, I was about to say our poor listeners are going, why don't you just show them? Yeah. I um, sent a little Galentine's heart to the gals here. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I'd never heard of it yeah. before. It was so cute. So I, I witnessed the most disturbing thing. One of the girls um, had taken a picture of herself and the girls getting ready and put it, I think, on Snapchat or something. And her phone started blowing up. Well, it was her sorority girls that are, they pre-rush them. So even though she's not at Alabama yet, she's already rushing for the sorority, even for her freshman year. So she puts them on speaker and they're like, you cannot wear that. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do this. You have to, you know, cover, you know, like there were so many rules. Like this girl, this, my daughter's friend couldn't even just be herself. And, and so they were like laying down rules for her and how she has to be. So she, she hung up the phone and I said, who was that? Opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, who was that? And she's like, oh, those are, that's the sorority that I'm rushing for. Uh, And she's like, it makes me so angry like that. I can't just be me. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe just maybe you should reconsider that. I I said that, that that was such a disturbing call. Like you should have the freedom to be and whatever you want to be. And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, but then I, you know, I, I, I have to be in a sorority. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And I said, no, you don't have to do any of that. And it made me so sad that these sororities literally are letting people in based on what their looks and what they wear and what they don't wear. And I was just so sad about it. And that's the generations that we're, fight, we're, we're having to stand up with this mission and teach them that there's more than just this, this vessel. Very difficult for kids right now. There's such yeah. pressure. And if, if the kids that are leaving the nest are going into spaces where the family units are basing value on the exterior, on the manipulation, um, on the hurting of sameness instead of the celebration of diverse uh, ideals of beauty. Um, It's not an easy time right now because she's at a very, very important uh, precipice of her identity and being one and being a part of a cohesive group um she has she's lucky that she has you as a mom and she is going to be going on her journey and you're doing the work that you can and she has come to you uh on a whole other level you know she chose you to be her mom um Mm -hmm. and so she might take a different route and she will learn her lessons and yeah and you are her mom when she is learning the lessons. And that, you know, this is something I love about having all these girls at my house is it's, it's, um, it's, it's her and her friends. And I'm able to just, you know, pop in and not push it on them, but just, you know, say, say a few things that hopefully will help them to see there's always a choice. Right. Yeah, You know, on the other side, I mean, I just think about like my little girl is in fourth grade and in two years, she'll be going to middle school and I'm terrified. 
And I really am considering putting her into like more of an art school because she is a, she is a child that is more within, right? She, everything is within with her. She's creative. She's very deep. She doesn't give a shit about what she's wearing or what anybody else is wearing or being trendy. Right. And so I worry about her too. Like you have like these two opposite sides of the spectrum of someone who, you know, may get fun of for not being, you know, the following the, yeah. Who doesn't have FOMO? She really doesn't have FOMO. What she has is um, the desire to be within and create and that's her personality. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I worry about her because of that. Well, she's from you as well. I know. <laughs> and, and my daughter, my daughter grew up and was teased and was left the house and went into, you know, general population and had to manage um, a lot of stories like all of our children have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, and it was difficult. It was trying to play a little bit of the game over here and then vehemently standing strong and being like, eh. she's now involved in filmmaking and storytelling to mm-hmm. highlight feminist stories, highlight without it being sledged over the head, but to allow a conversation to take place post uh, viewing. Um, it's really, you know, so faith in our kids that the emotional nutrients and the connection to oneself is a guiding post for anyone that is in your domicile, whether they admit it or not. I just have to believe that. And, and, and my journey was different than her journey. Yeah. And I have to honor that she has this journey where she is going to figure out she is gonna trip, she is gonna fall. She is going to bump up into resistance. She is also going to lead. She is also going to shine with voice. Um, but this whole colophony of experience makes individuals either to rise or to stay, stay quiet. Um, but it, I have a feeling whether your daughter um, being an introvert and creative, the support that you give her is, um, is just going to help her blossom and your support with your your daughter going into Alabama is she's accepted and and she's moving yeah no that was actually her friend she was there and accepted and actually my daughter chose not to go because of the sorority and because there was also a lot of um separation and and she didn't like that either with um the she's chosen to go to school in Florida but this is her friend Megan who's going to Bama Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well worry worry i've just found it's just it's not going to help them yeah yeah uh, you know it, it but absolutely living your 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 truth at home yeah and just being there as a source that is other than yeah. what they're getting on the outside is vitally important you know i heard this this little sentence one time that always puts me in check and that's what I need as a human I need to be put in check <laughs> you know I need we all do yeah, yeah I need accountability so that it was if you're in a state of worry like constant worry then you then you need to look in the mirror because that means you're not spiritually fit at the time mm. 
And I thought about that and I was like, okay, I, I get it. Because if you're aligned, you don't have to worry. True. Yeah. True. I, I, I have to remind myself of that when I worry and I do get worried. I really do. It's like, yeah, we're, we're and human, then I go, right? wait, did I meditate this today? <laughs> did I connect? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's hard not to worry about your children. I tell you that much. Right. My, you know, I mean, cause the thing, I have kids from 20, almost, well, my son's almost 24. And my youngest is nine. And I have a daughter who is, she's a powerhouse. Okay. When it comes to owning her shit, she has always been, and she's confident. And guess what? She's probably not, um, you know, she's not as thin as most people and, and, you know, she, but she is lesson. absolutely freaking beautiful. And she, she is, nor should she actually. Hers. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I remember one time her sitting next to her little sister, and this is when Kensley was like seven. Yeah. About six or seven. And she said, Oh my God. She was like, Oh my God, I'm getting so fat or something like that. And my little girl, the little one puts her hand on her, her, her leg and goes, you are beautiful just the way you are, sissy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so it just almost made me cry because yes. it, you know, the way she sees her. And it's like sometimes we can't see ourselves the way that the people who really truly love us can see ourselves because we are not loving ourselves like that. And yeah. that's one of the things that. I think was one of my first awakenings was when I realized that I wasn't like seeing myself as my loved ones saw me or my best friends saw me or my children, my little girls saw me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started listening to that voice and it was not nice. We use our bodies as a vehicle for self limb, you know, self-flagellation. Mm. That it must be because of our bodies that everything is wrong in our life and A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But, but through understanding this work, um, it is the easiest place to lay blame if we don't feel secure to go deeper and mm. to understand what truly is the root of it. Because it's definitely not our bodies, the shape of our bodies, the age of our bodies, the gender of our bodies. It's not about that. It, it's... And sometimes we don't want to bring up difficult conversations to be able to address what's really going on. It's just easier to blame. So restrict or abundance or whatever it might be or changing or going and getting whatever uh, to alter our bodies. But when we do that, we find that the trend's gonna change. All of a sudden, if we add a little tush that tush now has to be this way. And that's so if we're <laughs> always doing the exterior to, to, yes. to keep For away. The current the, trend. Yeah. You know, so when we beat ourselves up and we do whatever we do to ourselves to do that, I encourage any of the listeners to just to take a pause and just say, why not feel good? and use that like a mantra. Why, why do we have to roll back and go living in the past of the things that might've happened in the past or live in the future where there's fear and, and where you're placing fear of like, you know, what mm -hmm. happens if they don't like me? What happens if my body's not the right way? And using the body as a vehicle of value. Yeah. It's almost like we have to dismantle all this and 
rise up and say, I am who I am, what I am. And that mm. is perfect as it is. And deal with the deeper issues that are popping up instead of always blaming our bodies for any infraction and yeah. really not being its best friend. My big, big push this year oh, is, is connecting to a large variety of audiences. I have programs that I do and I, it's always about play, sweat, win and movement mm -hmm. and not doing it for calorie burn, eating with just having a wonderful time when you're breaking bread with family instead of feeling guilt or shame around that. Um, I'm swiping, just changing, flipping the table over. And, and when you wake up in the morning, feeling your body in a way that is like, my buddy, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to live this day. Thank you for being my vehicle. We're talking granimals step-by-step -step stuff to try and get people into what's really going on here. Yeah. Basics, real basic stuff. Yeah. It's, it's helped me enormously to break it down after mm -hmm. years and years of dealing with this conversation. I will always be a work in progress, but when yeah. I start becoming more friendly and honoring the body that keeps pumping and it's unconditional love or unconditional workings. If I, if it just imagine if it was like, you know why you weren't very nice to me. I'm going to stop pumping today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like, I only love you when you look good in those jeans, <laughs> you know, love you no matter what. And I like to do tapping. I tap my whole body out and it just like oh. awakes me. I tap all my chakras. Oh, I go I from like my that. feet all the way down. I tap and also we did mindful eating and I tell you, I still, it'll still never go away because when you mindful eat, you almost cannot finish because you are so present with when you're full, you're so present what's happening. And so Trivoli, is that the intuitive eating uh, practice? Yeah. It's just mindful eating, just literally like, just so you're feeling the food, how it feels as it goes in your mouth. You're thinking about where this came from, who picked it, who put it on the shelf. You're being grateful. Yeah. Feeling it go down into your body. How does it feel? You know, and all these things. It's pretty amazing. Emmy, what did you ask though? I'm sorry. What did you ask if it was who, or what was that last question? Intuitive, uh, intuitive eating. Intu yeah, Evelyn Triboli, oh. intuitive eating. She is a master in talking about okay. the, the being yeah. there. It's her book, Intuitive Eating. I'm sure there's other books that she's, um, that I know that she has. She's a master at okay. this. And, and there was one, one practice that she said, and I loved M&Ms. Um, and I, I used to um, overeat M&Ms, peanut M&Ms. And I would always feel so shameful about it. I was like, why am I doing this? And in her book, she said, listen, if that is your thing that you love, you need to have a big, huge jar, fill it all up with peanut M&Ms. And when it goes down a certain point, you need to fill it again. And I thought, how unusual is that? But yeah. when you give to yourself, it was food for this particular example, but it started to filter into other things that when I did the nice things for myself, I had to always make sure that I was aware that my body needed certain things, more sleep or a nap. I would not take naps. I was like, oh, people are not busy enough if they're taking naps. Well, I got a, a newsflash. <laughs> 
taking a quick 15 minute nap because you're just really focusing or that you just are tired, whatever it might be, give what your body needs. And yeah. um, Evelyn is wonderful. She She's really a, a master in all of this. Um, and not in dismantling our beliefs and the value that's that's put on the body by uh, by society. Um, important important messaging. So yeah, bravo. yeah. Well, I think this would be an appropriate time to. Um, well, first, I want to say when you said M and M's, um, it reminded me of totally different, but of Eminem from last night's halftime show of the Super Bowl. And I will tell you, it was really nice to see some full-figured women out on that field at that halftime show. I don't know if other people noticed, but I sure did to see that there were people of all sizes, all shapes, all heights. Um, it was it was great. Like, cause we're used to seeing just all skinny and tall or, you know, and so I don't know why I noticed it, but I, but I did and it, it felt refreshing just like it feels refreshing walking into JCPenney's right now and seeing some full-figured mannequins for the first time. And Penny and Target, they're all starting to really get away from their belief systems about mm -hmm. their judgment over the body. And they understand who their customer is. Brilliant. My, you know, Brilliant. Yeah. Statistics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. 100 million women above a size 14 in this country, <laughs> you're not going to market to them, please. Yeah, right. there's a problem in the, in the, in the fashion industry, not, you know, being able to size correctly or whatever, or even have the clothes. Yeah. I know. You know right? what? I will fully disclose my judgment. One time, the, uh, American Eagle a few years ago came out with a woman who was not their norm. She looked completely different. She was, um, everything about her was different. Her hair was like kind of crazy colored. She was a, um, a thicker woman. And I thought they had made a mistake. Isn't that sad that my brain went there? I thought that no, it was wrong. Conditioned. No, it, it, you know, but look how you you have a, a vehicle now that you're able to talk about and being vulnerable about your point mm -hmm. of view. And no, I, I, you know, this happened for a reason. You're, it's so cool that you just said what you had to say. Yeah. I, I, I mean, do I have shame around that? Maybe a little because like I even researched it. I was like, well, I don't understand how this happened. Like, how did they screw up putting her like, and it was, it was the page that it was on. It, it just, everybody else was normal. I sent you the picture. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Quote unquote, no, quote unquote normal. Normal it is was, a new, is a real, is different than what we've been told all of our life. And actually they all look like paper dolls and she was the only one that looked real. Yeah, we're all so very, very thin. So when 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 we I when I have discussions about um, the ideal that's been in in de rigueur that we always see all the time, no one's ever saying, are these women healthy? Um, no. Are they are they taking good care of themselves? Are the are the managers and the agents and everyone really looking after them as there's so much attention to women that are much larger? And I said, all of us together whatever reflections of beauty, if we have more diverse reflections, hues of color of skin, sizes, um, ages, when we see more of ourselves reflected back, hopefully 
the ideals that are put in front of us are going to be more of that array as yeah. and healthy as well so that they don't feel that they have to be size zero six feet if that's not their body structure there's one right. or two percent that that are that way but you know do we have to make these young ladies from all over the world fit into a standard and there's you know there's such high standards for these ladies to restrict oh, yeah. restrict restrict so we're we've been brainwashed and yeah. It's up to us to be um, media watchdogs. Yeah. Well, and also from the doctors, oh, yeah. because, you know, I remember one time I went to the doctor and I thought I looked pretty good at the time. And he was like, you know, you're really close to being obese. I'm like, what? Oh. And I was like, but really? Based on BMI? Yeah, girl. I mean, it was crazy. BMI is I thought it was like 135 yes. pounds. I was literally, I think, 135 pounds. Oh, my God. And, but do you know that word, right? Triggered me right away. Like, oh my God, I have to lose like 10 pounds immediately to stay under that. What? I was healthy. I was healthy, Emmy. I, that's terrible, right? To have, well, and not only that, I was in my early 30s. Not only that, but each one of your boobs weighs like 25 pounds a piece. I mean, did he consider (laughs) that? Well, this is the problem with medical, the medical community that there, there's not enough. um, They're being told that BMI can be used for individuals, but that is a population metric. It is not meant for individual use. And because there's nothing else replacing it correctly. So um, this is what they use. And just imagine young little nooblings in fifth and fourth yes. grade being put through the same parameter that that doesn't uh, doesn't take into consideration, you know, bone density, um, muscle density, height, you know, they just put it all together. And these kids uh, are feeling shamed at the get-go when they're being weighed in, in groups. Oh, totally. um, it's just, anyway, it's a, it's a real- mad. There's a lot of change that needs to be done, okay. and um, it's it's using our voice, using our well. Voice and I think it's home. a really important time uh, in this episode to implement what I read on um, the email your agent sent over because this this is a huge warning to me, um, and it talks it. It's why I think it's really important that we're having this talk that right now because of COVID, I'm assuming in 2020, there was a study that showed that people gained about 25 pounds. I mean, I know that's a fact for myself. I know that's a fact for, so um, the New York Times has reported that the weight loss industry is planning to capitalize on this. So we're gonna see a whole bunch of crap come out um, about how we all need to get in shape and lose weight. And we're probably going to all start feeling shameful. Now I, I will say there's pros to cons to everything because I do have some people that are saying getting out of this COVID lockdown and the changes has been really hard for them to motivate themselves to get back to that life that we had before. But is that actually what we want? Do we actually want to go back to that life we had before? So I think it's important that our listeners know that we're about to get bombarded with advertisements and weight loss. And so it's a great time to talk about that. 
Well, I, we, my daughter and I just watched um, a couple of, well, during a holiday break that in the Marvel world, Marvel universe, Thor was being made fun of with weight gain. And one of the other male characters were being made fun of, of weight gain. And I looked at my daughter and said, that's, that's kind of weird, you know, that it's now trickling to the men, especially the, the heroes of the film. And then, you know, I, I just said, it's great that we can have this discussion that that is odd. Like we didn't join in on the joke and we didn't join in like, oh, look at that, look at this. We just said, oh, that's not, that doesn't jive really well for me. So when we were just talking about the media watchdog with what you just shared, Mandy, we, ourselves and our family, when we're watching media, when we're driving down the road, when we're listening to podcasts, if there's anything that sticks out and points the finger at another person to try and belittle, uh, to rearrange how they should be looking, we don't have to expose ourselves to that. We don't have to open our purse and purchase clothing that reflects that. The power is in how we use our buying power, because any any time that we put a purchase towards a product, towards an entertainment vehicle, towards a garment, if that company is not reflecting positive vibes, keeping them nice and high of, of diverse um, nature, then we don't have to support it. And they, we pay for their salaries, all the whole entire company. So when we um, see that the diet-related industry starts giving us a lot, they're making hundreds of billions of dollars based on a 98 percentage failure rate. If there was one diet that worked for everybody, we wouldn't be having this conversation. All right, yeah. Right. So when we think of hundreds of billions of dollars that are just being put, you know, we're paying and we're paying, and we're paying because we want that quick fix. We want not to look within ourselves to say, okay, I need to change certain things, habitual chronic things that I've been doing. And have I not been walking like on a regular basis, just walking. If you have a dog, would you ever keep your dog inside for two weeks, two months, four months? You'd never do that. So we have to think about how we see ourselves as valued individuals on this earth. Terra firma, walking around, breathing air, contributing in the way that we are. So what does our body need to- yeah, And what we put in our body. Drive. Right. You know what I found interesting? I don't know. And I wish I knew because I think that I've talked about this a few times. And so I need to find out what podcast it is. But there's a podcast about a girl who moves from the U.S. to Germany and she does nothing different in her life. She's the same food as she always did and lost like 20 some pounds quickly. And so then she went on a journey to discover why that was and what she discovered was that in Germany, most of the ingredients that are here in our foods are illegal in Germany. I know. And so it was just the fact that she wasn't eating all the extra shit. We must become our own watchdogs, not only in the media, but I mean, okay, so personal care products, uh, tampons. Do you want tampons bleached with uh, bleach? Do I just you need one right now. <laughs> right? Well, 
you, we have to ask, do we want shampoo that has wheat in it if we're gluten intolerant and our hair falls out? We, I mean, why is wheat in shampoo and conditioner anyway? But do we want to have fruits and vegetables that are high GMO and not organic? Why? We in order to invest in our health and keep us out of the hospital, we must be able to either learn how to grow our own vegetables, do our own composting, um, and also support CSA, our own local oh. farms. Sorry. That was okay. my talk. <laughs> but it's whatever we, when we honor the body, we also honor what we expose ourselves to and what we consume, because what we consume is what we get out. We have so much against us though. I mean, we just got, this is so much against us. It's like, the, what do we, what, we have to literally read every label. We, you yes, know, we, we do. To, oh, oh yes, so we hard. do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And then guess what? Those people, those companies that are really elevating the conversation, they're going to get our business. So we get more of that. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm, a, big, I'm in agreement. You know, you know, Okay. All right, well, it's taken us how many decades to get here. We now have the power of the purse. So if we don't okay. live there, we're, we're not gonna give them that much more of an opportunity to thrive. We've got to That's get- That's why we need to just like, I need to just quit going to King Supers and go to like Whole Foods because the reality of it is, it's like as a, mother, as a mom, as a, with my life, this sounds like an excuse, but like, I got to get in and out. I got to get in and out. I can't sit and read them labels. I need a list or a store where I just know everything is going to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I found that was shocking is that I watched a documentary and it was talking about how, um, back in the fifties, um, you know, it was all about this mind control, um, advertising, and they actually had plans. And, and some of the plans are based off of Sigmund Freud's theories of mind control and, and his studies of that. And it was actually his nephew who had these big companies and it was a tobacco company is kind of what the story was um, at the beginning. And it said, the, the, com the company went to him and he said, you know, how can I get women to smoke? Like men are totally against this and all this. And he said, well, here's the thing, we're gonna put together this whole thing. And so they had all these beautiful women go out at the same time they had all of these reporters and photographers ready to film them and they looked glamorous they had their long cigarettes and they called them their liberty sticks and that was the title of the paper you know with these beautiful women and their long liberty sticks and then from then on whether it was betty white audrey hedburn marilyn monroe whoever you saw them as these beautiful women with their long Liberty sticks, which was a very powerful statement for women. These same uh, psych psychoanalysts and uh, psychiatrists, the, the, the ones that study the brain, the mind, and why we do what we do, there's a group of them that get hired by these companies to figure out how do we leverage Mindfuck, let's just say it. <laughs> Le leverage and security. And so if that's going on, and it is out there, through this conversation, through your listeners hearing this, it is stop, look, and listen. And if it doesn't feel right here in the chest or underneath the solar plexus, if something is, I've got goosebumps telling you, sharing this with you, 
stop, look, and listen. We might need to change the way that we feel about, um, and yes, it is another step, but it's liberating when you can choose what's right for your body, for your family's bodies. And listen, having a cookie, it, please, we're not talking any diets here. Celebration of plum, that's great. Certain foods have certain um, density and certain, um, certain ways that you don't wanna have a lot of. You can have some of it, but predominance of life, sun-filled food to give us a sun-filled experience, lots of good energy, lots of great hydration. Is your water, you know, are you drinking a lot of water out of plastic bottles or are you doing a distilling of your own water if your water in your area is not good? Or are you, are you drinking out of um, glass bottles? You know, all these little things make a big difference. Um, it's being mindful in the most incredible ways. It feeds yeah. your, your body, your soul, your mind. And then you can be. You can be calm and subtle where it's not like on sugar, Woo way up here. You're wondering what is going on with certain, you know, gosh, you know, I can't, I, you, I learned with my daughter early on that if I, if there was any sugar after three o'clock, it would be incredibly hard to try and get her into bed at a normal, regular time that was on schedule. Um, I know when I have too much coffee, it's hard for me to settle like a little kid into focused work and doing that kind of thing. So it's always being aware, not being, um, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'll try this. Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it all matters Every, when we're aware of what's going to make our life on this earth as easeful. Is that a word? I don't know if that's- It makes word. sense. I always say, if it makes sense, it's a word. Okay. <laughs> If it, if it allows us to truly be in the present moment, to feel the joy, we want to, don't, aren't we supposed to be here to be more joyful? We don't have to add things into our life that are going to add more stress, more worry, more concern. The, my goal, no matter what's going on, it's very hard. It is not easy right now, but I must have more joy. Yeah. And... It means sometimes for me to get up really early to get out for a walk, to do my meditation, to have my nourishment in the morning and the hydration, and then get going, take breaks throughout the day, and then to be with people that nourish me as well. Mm -hmm. So choosing friends and people that you want in your life that, that, that are, that, you know, help with that journey. Um, it's a balance of everything, isn't it? You guys, it's really absolutely it's work. It's constant work. And, and speaking of journey, you know, we got to go back, you know, we got to go back. <laughs> I loved, I, I love hearing people's story. I mean, clearly you, you're awake, you've awakened. There was a, sh there's a shift or have you always been like this is my first question. Um, I mean, your journey, I, I, I mean, gosh, you've done so much. The first full-figured model to have a Revlon contract. I mean, let, let's just go back. Where did this modeling start for you? Because I think, you know, we'd love to stay in this realm where we can just talk about all this, like this spiritual stuff that we've been talking about. But, but I'm sitting here listening to you speak your truth and, and I can feel it. 
And then I, and then my mind went to this place where for a long time you were just um, getting photographed. Uh, was your, was your voice able to come out then or was it after that career that it came out? So it's a good question. Um, I was a journalist. Uh, oh, okay. Modeling. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, I worked for an NBC affiliate in Arizona and I wanted to, um, I really thought my life was going to be, you know, doing different stops in different uh, markets around the United States to get back to New York or LA. And I learned very early on that I couldn't sleep in, in even a very small town in Arizona with the news. It just, it would keep me up. And I thought this might not be the right job, but I really love the vehicle of television. And I really felt comfortable. I, like, I was very curious. So when I moved back to New York, um, I literally fell into an opportunity um, and, and all of a sudden I realized that I had just landed in the biggest story about women and myself, it was about me. And the more that I talked to other women and the more that I got hired to be a spokesperson for certain things and go out into the country and then go around the world, the more that I shared the more that I learned that my story was not different than so many other women and men that were uh, communicating with me, showing up at the events. And it started to become very apparent that there was something bigger going on with the way that we were reflecting who we were and it was not balanced at all. So in my campaigns, when I had, um, runway shows or I had ad campaigns, I included the girlfriends that I loved in my agency um, and booked them so that we would reflect diversity. That when we walked in a runway show, whatever press was there to shoot it, they would, they would, we would see ourselves. Um, and then the stories about what was beautiful and what wasn't. And, you know, the photographers having a hard time with you know, always having one type of image to shoot. Now it's like Revlon, I was shooting with Cindy Crawford and Halle Berry, love them both. They were putting me in the back trying to figure, because my average size, 5'11", um, size 14, um, was average in America. But when you put me next to what was classically seen as the ideal, it completed completely outed the system. So in honoring the journey of being on the scene in the 90s um, and reflecting my image, not, you know, I was very athletic and I didn't want to lose weight to be a size zero or a two. It just didn't make any sense and not one of my, you know, not one of my <laughs> desires but it's through these experiences, through these stories that I started writing books. I started doing my own clothing lines that were size 12 and above. And now today I want a clothing line from size zero up to 24, inclusive sizing or above. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a collection of experiences that got me mm. to really dedicating my life today at 58. I'm going into the year of the body in 2022, forming my nonprofit, the True Beauty Foundation, and working with agencies to promote better mental health uh, to our children and young adults. 
um, I'm really excited to see some CEOs or some some C-suite within the VIP groups that are going. What is going on? I, this is a this is a different game here. I go, yep, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, and and it's. I said by embracing inclusivity, you free your soul. You really mm-hmm. do. You free yeah. all the chains that. Even the and, and the women that are um, much smaller are the women that are below a size 12 are the ones that fuel the diet related industries um, that are making hundreds of billions of dollars on a 98 percentage failure rate. So it, it's even the ideals that are struggling to just hold on. So it's like, please, you know, we, we need to almost get to ground zero and figure out what's good for ourselves, what's good for our families and find companies that align with that. And they're popping up, mm-hmm. they're popping up, they're coming so up. So have you, have you always had this confidence within you or, you know, is that, no. So, so I, I, know, I know, and if it's off limits, please just, you know, I always respect people's boundaries, but what did that feel like as a, as a girl knowing yeah. that you were being put behind Cindy Crawford and Halle Berry for a reason, or, or let's go even back more like what high school or as a child. So the situation when, with Revlon, I was very happy to be at the show, the, the opportunity. And there was a lot of like, uh, knowing that just being in the game and in the opportunity was a great opportunity. And I was absolutely using my voice along the way. And there are some strange things that would happen. But when, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't able to tell for, for example, um, you know, when I was really hungry with my stepfather, my mother had to go ask my stepfather for seconds, um, which was very strange in, you know, when you look back on that. Um, there was such a sense of control and fear around the body that the body was going to uh, disappoint and to be wild and crazy on its own instead of empowering me to be in union with my body as a young person that I and my body are partners throughout this life that when I hydrate, when I sleep well, when I have really great choices with food. And yes, you can definitely feel the difference when you don't have the right choices, but are you gonna do that every day or are you gonna do that every once in a while? You know, the, the partnership part, I was in conflict. And so I fell into, um, I fell into uh, disordered eating where it was not having enough, having too much, having body image issues. And that's when I went in and I, you know, I was traveling around the world doing incredible, staying in beautiful places, making good money. And I kept on thinking, why am I beating myself up when I'm alone? Like I'm doing incredible things. So I went into therapy and back in the nineties, not a lot of therapists were really aware of body image issues or eating disorder issues. They, they were very far and few in between. So people would say, oh, you look really good. Um, you know, how could, what are you talking about? And I go, okay. I need to keep going. I need to find the therapist. And when I bumped into the National Eating Disorders Association, it was like um, it was like I found some answers that had a little bit of this right with me, a little bit there with me. And so, if anybody's listening, the National Eating Disorders Association um, 
that is where you go. <laughs> Find out information about it. If you have a friend that has an eating disorder or body image issues, um, if you want to learn more about family situation, there's a hotline there. So I can't only, I can only say I, I love what they've done. Um, and it, it nourished me when I figured out that I wasn't crazy and that I grew up in a family where fear of the body was ensuing as well as a lot of dieting. So I was perfectly primed and I lived in another country that, that didn't really elevate women um, like we, I was used to in, in uh, the United States or there was, we're still working on things in that manner. So it's a, it was a collection of a lot of focus on the body, not, not, not love, but fear. And I didn't like it. My, my body got me red, you know, gold ribbons and gold medals. And there was this success that I was having as an athlete, but on a private level, I was an Amazon and, oh, you better be smaller or else a man's never going to love you. You're never going to get this. You're never going to get that. And I was like, well, who's, that didn't make any sense, you know? So here I am today um, with all the experiences from where I, where I came from to being an advocate uh, and moving forward in 2022 and beyond to help expand the, un the understanding of what is good and right. It has to start with us. It has to be us that we know that we're in, we've got us. We've, I've got this. Stop telling me what to do or how to do it. I know when I need to get out. I know how to eat really well. My goodness gracious, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm learning about it. I'm learning about not beating myself up anymore. It's a, pro it's a, pr it's a process, but it's one that is the most important process to learn, your individual one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stop worrying about everybody else's women in your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember my my mom. I mean, she even had a like one of the first gastric things. You know, uh, when I was a child, um, hers was very much. I mean, she could tell you how much what celebrity weighed and how much they've gained, and really, you know, watch that kind of stuff. And always told me stuff like, "Don't ever let yourself get like that." Don't ever let, you know, that was like, oh, but you know, I don't, I don't really put a lot of, I don't think I do, um, put a lot of stuff to, to that. I don't know how I escaped from that. I feel very lucky, but then maybe I have it and maybe these things are going to come up eventually for me. Well, the sense of soul, you know, this podcast, this is nourishing the soul wanting to speak, right? Mm -hmm. your yeah. your podcast is nourishing it's validating the soul's existence within the beautiful vehicle that you have mm -hmm. that's true in fact I wanted to share with you um I had um also discovered the triple goddess over these past months which I'd never heard of and that's been a big part of my journey and I had this moment with the moon and I just wanted to read you um, really quickly. I, I actually have a hard time reading it because um, I, I get so emotional um, because it's just, it's, it's something that I was, I was actually, I didn't even realize what I had wrote until after I wrote it. So definitely was from a higher source, but um, I won't read the whole thing. Well, it's not that long, but it says, um, 
The sun had only just begun to rise in the east as I looked to the sky and saw her, curved and slender, the wanting crescent moon. My heart longed for the full moon, how I love her energy. I sat longer than I could on a cold winter morning, becoming aware of my breath that I could see from the cold. Once more, I gazed at the splinter in the sky, wondering why is it that she hides? And to my surprise, she spoke to me. Seeker, she said, look beyond what the eyes can see. You cannot always see your breath, but you know it's there. She reminded me that my thoughts are only from my perspective and that I am only seeing one side of a brighter and bigger assurance that there is a future. And I'm sorry, let me say that, that I only am seeing one side of a bigger picture in the assurance of a brighter future. She challenged what I've learned throughout my journey about trust and about faith. And this spoke to my heart. As you move into your crone goddess, you may find that you only see a glimpse in the mirror of, see, every time of your maiden self or even your mother's goddess, but they still live within you. Humbled, I closed my eyes and opened myself to connect with the experience of this unknown energy. And it was then that divine wisdom completely revealed herself. I felt the love of my divine feminine that I had been longing for and saw that she is one, she is whole, and so am I. Oh my God. But as I get older, I feel like I have lost that maiden self, that slender curve in the sky. I don't connect with it anymore. And even that in some ways, even the mother, because I'm more open to now receiving what is real true, right? And that is within. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. My doorbell is ringing. So it's just hold. Can you hold on for one second, please? Sure. Sorry. You know, what's really crazy is as I was reading that, I just noticed another thing that I never even got. What? The, okay. So the one in crescent moon is the maiden moon, right? Mm-hmm. I never, ever thought about that curved and slender. I was just going to say that I, those two words that you put them together is so I, I swear to God, I did not write this. This is one of those things that <laughs> I, I literally... It- didn't even get it until yeah. after I read it. Yeah. And I just, even now, the wanting crescent moon is the maiden moon. She represents your maiden self that curved and slender, maybe. And I didn't purposely write that. But that You're channeling I, something. It was it, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's very deep. So <laughs> so how how do you how do you do that? I guess that's my question. How do you embrace the maiden, the the slender Kirby? How do you still embrace the mother as you're go as you're in your crown? I mean, is it just acknowledging that they're they're both still there? Yeah, remembering that you're still playful and sexy, right? Those things aren't physical. That was that's the whole thing. Like they're within you. They have nothing to do with the outside world. It's the whole thing that Emmy was saying. It's already in you. And that was the one thing I recognized. The moon isn't just a curve and slender. She is a whole, always. Always, always, everything. 
everything we seek is within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah, I get very emotional. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful to note, to be, to be reminded and to share this, that like when I take a bath, I always, I'm like, back up everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I am putting in Epsom salts and rose and essential oils and candles and and music. And I, you know, my, my bow is so sweet, bringing in a glass of wine from time, you know, and, but that's my space. That's where I can just relax, get my, get, re- just reflect, listen to my favorite podcast. <laughs> and it's connecting to the self, spiritually, physically, mentally, carving out the time to walk in nature and just be like, oh, I just, oh my God, I don't know if I could have gotten through this pandemic without nature. I don't think I could have gotten, you know, I, I get so much from my physical body being in nature. Um, and then carving out the time in my busy day, whatever, do you not have, do we not have enough time to give ourselves solo mente time for meditation or taking a bath, or taking a rest. We must be able to do this. We should not be on a work wheel where we're constantly going, doing for everybody else. And at the end of the day, we're at the bottom. We must come in first. Mm. We must, no matter how many kids we have, we must do something for ourselves so that we can be able to give fully without resentment. Mm -hmm. It's the most important thing. And when we see ourselves as full and whole, whether it's the crescent moon, what's the full moon or, and celebrating the moons, knowing what, what shape the moon is in on a nightly daily basis and honoring the full moon celebration. That's nice. That's, that's fun to do that with other people. You know, uh, last night I was at this guy, uh, a friend of ours, how home he opened it up for us to come over and watch the Super Bowl. And I was sitting on his couch and I was already feeling emotional walking in because he just had lost his wife to cancer and they're young. They're like 40 and they have two children. And so here you have this dad now, you know, with his two kids. And I went and I sat on the couch and there was a picture facing the couch. And then the Super Bowl game was on and he had the picture sitting on a coffee table. And it was just of nature. It was of just grass blades and like this beautiful blue sky. It was, it was very simple and it was facing us. And so I looked over at, at Nick and I said, tell me about that photo. And he said, well, when my wife was dying, she was lay, she laid on this couch and that was the one picture she wanted facing her. And it was a friend of her who's a photographer took the picture. And I said, that's so interesting. He said, yeah, it was the one picture that helped her to be at peace and to be able to calm down. And I said, was it the only picture that you had here? He goes, I haven't moved it since. And I thought it was interesting. There wasn't a picture of her children or of him. It was just this picture of nature. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but 
it just was like this magical moment of just asking him. You could tell he was so honored to share it too. And he, and he said, I'm going to keep it there forever. And he goes, she just loved this picture. Mm. And so I, I looked at it a little bit more and I thought, wow, the simplicity of it, just the grass blades with like what you have behind you right now, Emmy, the, mm. the clouds. It's because you know, mother earth can just bring us that true love, that unconditional yes. love and knowing that that's what there you, there you go. It looked like that with, so listeners, she just put grass blades on behind her because she knew that's what she was going to be, you know, um, facing. And it was just this magical moment that everyone else was swooping around the party and him and I were able to zone in on that. And, and it reminded me that it's that simple things that really actually bring us that really actually bring us that unconditional love and that peace and yes. we're looking for it to be in some big house or some big car oh. you know nice car or clothes yeah. or yeah yeah you, you've met direction. some really there's there's a there's there's people that um that are really don't have a lot and they're the happiest people around and there's people that have so much and they're unhappy as hell and um it's not about the stuff it's not about the stuff. It's, it's definitely about being, being comfortable in the skin you're in. And then um, obviously the health and, and happiness of those that you hold close. Absolutely. And nature, oh boy, nature is, and our animals also unconditional love. My gosh, my cat, teaches me this and I'm not a cat person believe me I'm surprised that Saladin is actually not up here you know when I meditate man he jumps right into my lap and is like oh when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling you know like it's like times are hard that these animals are absolutely showing what unconditional love is so when in the family showing unconditional love to one another, like without judgment, without trying to be right, without trying to, um, are you gonna be right? Are you gonna be there for each other? And sometimes just letting things roll a little bit off the back. Um, but in this time, supporting one another unconditionally is, is one of the greatest gifts that we can give if we give to ourselves unconditionally first. Absolutely. Love it. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I just wanted to add in also that, you know, totally different topic, but, you know, I knew he was, he's grieving. He's always going to grieve his wife, but I knew, I knew my intuition told me that picture had meaning. And so I was willing to go into a hard conversation with some discomfort and bring and be authentic to help him honor her. And you could see it light up his face. Oh. And, you know, people are so afraid to go to that space because it, it you know, it's because of fear, like, oh, maybe I'm going to open it up. But he was so excited to share it with me. So, it, you know, a reminder to people that sharing or going to that place, you have no idea the gift you might be giving someone. Holding them in that space of, uncon you know, of support. Yes. Yeah. What a beautiful gift you gave him, Mandy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You'll like this. So, oh wait, after... hold on. Speaking of beautiful gifts, look what my husband just came down here and brought me. Aww. Oh, uh, thank you, baby. <laughs> so sweet. 
Oh, it comes babe. to me. <laughs> that was so funny. Right when you said gifts, I was I got gifts. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute timing. Um, sorry, well, Shannon. So. This is yeah, just oh, so, yeah, so I was lovely. Show you. Um, I had made this. I don't think you can even see it, but it says um, it was after that triple goddess hold stuff. I woke up in the morning and I had Lionel Richie's song, you're once, twice, three times a lady. <laughs> and so I had designed the moons. I had done some art and then put three times a lady. So beautiful. But yeah, I love that. I just feel like there's this very strong feminine energy coming through for these, um, for this age of Aquarius, which is totally, you know, the age of you know that as well and so I'm just more women like you is what we need in this world and more conversations like this so that other people can hear them and relate and mm. and know that you know we're all going through the same we're all we're all human we're all in this together yeah and when one person meditates it really makes a difference when we go into that center so when you gather together whether it's on zoom or whether it's like you do it on a saturday or when you come to being whether it's crystal bowl healing or it's meditation or it's collective consciousness when you gather mm -hmm. with a group um it makes a difference it really makes a difference uh, during this time when there's a lot of uncertainty and but there's always been a lot of uncertainty yeah um, absolutely coming together yeah so thank yeah. you this has just been this has been enlightening yeah. so thank lovely. you yeah. you're so aligned with us and I have a feeling um a lot of our listeners are going to want to reach out to you can you tell them a little bit about what kind of coaching you're doing Sure, absolutely. Um, I have one-on-one -on -one VIP coaching that is a little bit more than the group coaching. Um, and I only have a few people that I work with because it does take a lot more attention. Um, the group group uh, sessions that I have starting in March, the beginning of March, um, anybody that would like to learn more about that, I would love to have conversations about anybody wanting to take a look at their own ideas of body image and self-esteem. And that's what we're working on for 12 sessions over six months. Um, we're gonna be getting on Zoom once a week. And if the timing of the Zoom call, the Zoom session, it's always gonna be available uh, with a link so you can look at it. Uh, or even I go hiking and, and uh, walking when I listen to different podcasts that, uh, that I'm a part of or sessions that I'm a part of that I didn't get to do in, in live. But you could go um, email me, emme at emmestyle.com or go on to the official Emmy uh, on Instagram and DM me. And I can set up a time to for us to have a conversation as to where you're at, what you're looking for and see if you're a match. I would love, love, love to have those conversations. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, I have to say, I know you were voted in people twice as the most beautiful woman. And I think that, that you are, you have the most beautiful soul as well. I mean, I thought if anyone could vote for anything, I would have voted that because really, truly you are beautiful from the inside out. It's amazing. You are so kind and thank you. That's very touching. Thank you. It's been a pleasure I being part of today with you. Really. You know, maybe just maybe one day it'll be voted the most beautiful soul and the most, you know, it'll be both. But you know <laughs> what? They should have us. that. And you can't, you can't, you, the, the thank you though, but the soul, the soul is, is once again, a collective thing. Yeah. 
yeah. it rises all boats if we can help each other get a, a rise. And it's it, when we do the work for the inside, it helps all. It does, it does, it does. You know, mm. no one is ever meditating or thinking positively about someone else and then not affecting the whole. So yeah, onward. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. At the end of every episode, we do this thing called um, break that shit down. And we ask our guests <laughs> to um, take a moment and just leave our listeners with something that is on your heart for them today. Okay, so breaking that shit down. Let's do ourselves a favor. And when we feel ourselves slipping into an old program of self-flagellation and self-blame about all the ills around us, and we step back and we say, why not feel good? Why not feel good? And walk around the house until that feeling shifts to bringing you in the present moment and you feel good because there's no reason to go back and relive what we've gone through and be fearful for the future. The only thing we have right now, and it sounds cliche, but it's the truth, is the present moment. So let's not waste it anymore. Right here, right now, feeling good. Mm -hmm. Love that. And also pick up the book, The Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Caribbean Confident. Yes, Caribbean Confident. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That's a great series. We did. We had so much fun writing that book. There were a lot, a lot of stories. But my gosh. We all have curves as, you know, it's a female-based book. I mean, where, however thin or larger you are, those stories are fantastic. Please, Kirby yeah, and Confidence yeah. from the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Yeah, you have tons of books, it's, yeah. but you can find them all at your website, right? Yes, okay. at emmystyle.com. Absolutely. You know what I was just going to say? You're so humble. Uh, you know, all of our guests truly are, but like, you're so humble you 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 could have like opened this up and told everyone about you know being an author I mean you have really done so many amazing things in your life and and so you know the conversation though always goes where it's meant to and it was very soulful it was very very soulful but you guys this this woman's incredible she's got you're an author I mean you've got the um the fashion without limits. I mean, you've got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, you should blessed. be so proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I feel blessed. And I look so forward to hearing from anybody that would like to have more of a discussion around feeling good in the skin they're in. Absolutely. Seriously. Awesome. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much. All right. Happy thank Valentine's you. Day, you guys. You too. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you both. Really. You too. Bye. Be well. Bye-bye.